0: Hey, welcome back to the Addicted to Healthy podcast, your one-stop destination for all things health and a kick-ass life. I'm Laurence, certified nutritional practitioner and health coach, and the host of the Addicted to Healthy podcast. Today, I have Marta Spirich on the podcast. She is a success coach, and she works with entrepreneurs to help them find their path and talents and passion and turn them into a profitable business. This is gonna be a really cool uh, podcast because we haven't talked about this before, and it's uh, really specifically looking at balancing mom life with business life. So this can apply to even people who aren't moms yet, uh, because we really look at how to stay true to yourself and your identity, and to also kind of create your own definition of success. So balancing your family life, or your social life, your personal life, with your business in a healthy way and how to avoid common mistakes, especially in the early days. And we'll also be talking about self-sabotage, one of my favorite topics, all about why we do it, how does it serve us, and how to catch yourself and eliminate self-sabotage every time. So I'm super excited for this conversation. I hope you guys love it. So let's get started. Welcome, Marta, to the Addicted to Healthy podcast.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. I'm excited to get into this topic with you. Me too. So you are a certified success coach. You specifically work with mompreneurs. That's correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. That's the first time I've met somebody with that title. So I really like oh. it. So can you explain to us a little bit what that means?
1: Yeah. So I had started off actually through health coaching. It was like, kind of like a windy path until I actually found what I was meant to do and what my passion really is. And then I came across the name success coach. Cause I had kind of thought about saying business coach. Cause I, you know, helping moms with their business. Um, and then I came across the, the, the name success coach and I thought this is great because even though I am helping them with their business, it's more of like a mindset aspect of things. It's actually like 80% of of it. And so I didn't want to call myself a business coach because strategy is not the focus. Um, I truly believe that, you know, if, if something's not working right with your business or with anything in life, really, it starts with you. It starts from within. And so I love that name. And then I went on to get a certification. And then once I was going through the whole course and and, and process, I, I realized this is exactly what I am, which is, is helping women really deconstruct their idea of success and create their own definition of success. Um, Because I feel like the reason why we don't advance again is because we're trying to live up to somebody else's expectations or look at somebody else's life and think that that's the standard when in reality we need to create our own standard. And so this is what I help really women do is is find their own power, their own potential, believe in themselves because that's where true confidence is and comes from and that will help them advance not only in their business but ultimately in their life too.
0: I love it. And that is so needed, especially in our day and age now. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is awesome. So thank you for clearing that up so that we all understand what you do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So how did you get to this point? I know you were a teacher first, right? Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, So it's been kind of a journey. I've been teaching since I was like 14 because I'm actually from Brazil. And I've always been so passionate about cultures and languages, specifically American culture, which is Strange, like I was always singing songs and my friends would tease me because why are you so, you know, obsessed with this and you're not patriotic to your country, uh, but it's just something that I've had within me. And so I kind of had this entrepreneurial vein a little bit because I would have students come to my house um, and I would go to people's houses and I had like my own uh, curriculum and things that I created. Um, so I've always loved teaching and in, like imparting knowledge and, and finding a way for people to learn whatever it is that I'm teaching. And so then with that, I went into translation and interpretation as well. So that's a big part of my life as well, uh, which goes into the whole, um, I have a background growing up Christian. My mom's a pastor. So I used my knowledge of English uh, for, for interpreting too. So I've been used to being in front of lots of people, interpreting messages and really encouraging them, right? And with being a teacher, it's always been about encouragement. Um, And then I was working as a teacher, working as a translator. After I had my babies, I kind of stepped back for a little bit. uh, And then I went into health coaching, which had to do with with, uh, empowering moms as well, but more health related because that was the journey that I was going through. So really everything that I've done has been my own personal journey and then helping people that were like two steps behind me, kind of like go through the same process because I had gone through it, if that makes sense. Um, and so then I transitioned into the success coaching because I myself had, was, was going through this process of really finding what I loved to do in my business. And I feel like that's something that many moms go through when they start or anyone, but you know, mostly moms, cause that's my reality right now. Um, they start with something maybe with network marketing or, you know, a family business, but it's not really their passion. It's not really what they love. It's just what they kind of get involved with. And then again, Things don't really flow. You're not so interested. Um, you're not super excited about doing it, and and you wonder why. And it's because it's not really your talent. It's not really your expertise. So, and that's what happened to me. I love health and fitness, but that's not my expertise. My expertise is the motivation and the encouragement and the empowerment and helping people find what's stopping them internally and overcoming it. And so, once I realized that, I was like, I want to help women go through the same process of digging deep and figuring out what am I really good at this is what you need to lead with because it's going to feel a lot more effortless you're going to be a lot more passionate and and excited to do it even when you're don't feel like doing anything it's like no I I love this I love connecting with people or whatever it is that you love you know it's really finding that because that's what I found and it's been such a pleasure every time I see my my clients my students uh, finding that thing and when I see them talk about their business and you know the new things that they're discovering about themselves, it just lights me up. And it just c- confirms that this is what I'm meant to be doing and helping people do.
0: So it sounds like you found this path after you had kids, correct?
1: Yes, 100%.
0: So was it something that, is, is that something that you see that's common when, um, you know, with motherhood that you kind of have like that aha moment, or you realize, oh my God, what am I doing with my life, you know?
1: Yeah, I feel like it really starts with what am I doing with my life, and then you can go one of two ways. Just be like, this is what I'm doing now, and and I feel like some people are content with that, and you know, some people really find themselves with being a full time mom, stay at home mom, um, and others kind of feel a little bit unfulfilled. And there's kind of like a stigma and a little bit of a taboo there because you kind of get scared of admitting that you are a little unfulfilled, even though you have a child that you should be grateful for. Um, and I feel like I have been opening up a space for this conversation for, for, for women to feel comfortable saying that out loud and admitting that it's okay if they want something else. Um, that doesn't mean that they're a bad mom, you know, um, it just means that they have a gift and they have a talent that they want to share with the world. And it really is a disservice if they don't. So, for the moms that feel a little bit lost after after having their kids, it doesn't mean that everyone needs to start a business. It just means it takes a little bit of work for you to find yourself. And I know some people don't even like saying that. You didn't lose yourself. Well, it's hard to explain. That's why we use words like this. You know, It's hard to explain what goes through because your entire life changes kind of in a blink of an eye because one moment you don't have that baby and the next moment you do. <laughs> and so everything changes. It's, it's total different dynamics and it takes a lot of work, internal work again, uh, for you to figure out those emotions. I mean, there's hormones involved. It's, it's a lot to, to, to process. And, um, yeah, definitely after my kids, after having my kids, this is when everything happened and it kind of started, you know, like something just small with, I'm going to, you know, get healthy and lose a baby weight. And it turned into this huge thing of, of empowering and encouraging moms. Uh, but everyone's story and path is going to look different, of course.
0: And do you see a lot of resistance around, um, I don't know if moms find their passion or something, they want to pursue something, but they have this new child. Do you see a lot of resistance and guilt around
1: that? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And, and, and that's a lot of like internal guilt because that's one thing that comes with motherhood. It's like, as, as soon as you find out you're pregnant, you, you realize you've lost control and that's hard, especially for very strong willed women to understand that they don't really have control of what happens anymore. But at the same time, you have control of yourself. And that's something that we forget. And we think, you know, oh, this is just what's happening now. I'm a mom, so I'm going to have to deal with it. But And that's part of the conversation that I have been starting too. is understanding that if you're not happy with something, then you have to make changes. And it's not just because you're a mom that, you know, you have to put your dreams and your whole life on hold. Uh, especially if you're thinking, you know, once they're 18, once they leave the house, then I'm going to try to figure out what I want to do with my life. And I really think that that's, that's a waste of your talents. Um, and there is a lot of resistance, again, because of this internal guilt that we are born with or that that we're born with once we become moms, I should say, uh, because it's like, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's kind of like, I, I want to be with my kids more, but if I am with them, that I feel like I'm failing in other areas. There's always that, um, am, I, am I good enough in whatever it is that I'm doing? And there's also some pressure from society. I feel like older generations kind of, put their pressure uh, that pressure on moms nowadays, because times have changed, especially with the internet, with technology moms women don 't have the same roles that they used to have in the past, and that could clash you know with with our parents, with our grandparents, uh, with people that are more conservative, more traditional um, and that 's something that adds a lot of pressure to that mom that is is, is having these feelings, not knowing how to deal with them they 're already getting frustrated inside you know within them and then you have these these uh, external uh, forces uh, creating this this pressure and this guilt so it's it's really difficult it's a hard time and that's why you know many moms just really suffer in silence and that's something that I talk a lot about too is that it's kind of like we think we need to just put up with stuff. And in some senses, yes, because it's just a new reality of having, you know, of raising little humans. But in other senses is you have to be able to talk about your feelings and to process what you're thinking. And I feel like many women don't do that.
0: I definitely um, can relate. And I see the kind of issue around external forces kind of Mm -hmm. judging you, especially when it comes to different generations. Yeah. Um, With myself and my clients, like if we're pursuing a business or whatever it is, um, I see that a lot. So what would you say is something that people can do to kind of manage those external forces and also create your own definition of success without being like influenced by, you know, those naysayers or whatever?
1: Yeah, so it really all starts within you, and that's where the whole inner work that I do with with my clients comes into place. Um, and it has to do with you admitting things um, and 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 kind of like letting them out. Um, and that can look different for for different people. Um, I, I like journaling um, or uh, podcasting has been huge for me because I'm such a talker. I have I've always had a hard time just you know. Start a blank journal and write like what? I, I like writing just like gratitude things. And um there's something that I do uh, consistently that's called the Brag book, just talking about the things that I'm proud of of myself. Um and I love that too, but it's just really like simple, like bullet point things. Um and for some people they might like just writing things down. I like talking. It's like everything I process things a lot more when I talk. And that's one thing that I encourage people to do if if you don't like writing or if if for some reason you've tried several times and you you haven't been able to stick with it is create audio clips there are several apps not only just a voice memo on your iphone but there are actual uh, apps that you can uh, record different things like your thoughts or what's going on i mean that's what writers do and uh, you know different people Uh, whatever comes to mind just letting those things out and of course counseling um, just being able to talk to a friend or somebody um, and again going through a coaching program as well, so that you not only just talk about these things, but you have some kind of prompting and questions that you wouldn't think of asking yourself on your own. And some guided journals will do that and will be helpful in that sense. Uh, But I have found, you know, going through this whole process of coaching myself with, you know, coaches and mentors that, being asked questions is to a total game changer because it's like whoa I never thought about that or just saying it to somebody and having them repeat it or just say how does that make you feel and then you ha- you're forced to think about these things that you just don't really think about and you just shove them down and continue living life miserably <laughs> whereas if you are able to process that stuff somehow it, it'll just change everything. And that's what's happened to me. And that's why I say podcasting has been huge, especially being interviewed for different podcasts because then I will listen to myself and, I, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was really cool. I need to start using <laughs> that sentence or whatever, that insight more because there is power when you are forced to answer questions. And so I definitely recommend any of these options or whatever else that you can find to help you process these feelings.
0: Yeah, I think that's important that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people whether it comes to meditation or whatever it is, uh, they think they should do something and then they do it and they're like, oh, I don't like this or it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Even that could come like with exercise or whatever it is. You have to find whatever is your thing Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to be different from somebody else, right? So I really like that you mentioned that. And so we did talk about you know, finding um, your passion when you're a mom and going after what you want, but also obviously not neglecting the kids.
1: Yes. So how
0: do you find balancing a business with being a mom for you personally?
1: So that's something that's interesting because for the longest time, while I was struggling to kind of find my path and to find this passion, um, I was having a hard time with this balance. And, and, And the reason why I even decided to, to dig it deep and be like, okay, what am I really good at? What do I want to do was because I felt like I wasn't filing, finding this balance. I was constantly stressed out, feeling like I wasn't doing a good job in either things, you know, with the business and with the kids. Like I was constantly feeling guilty that I wasn't working the business when I should, because I was with the kids and vice versa. And what I realized is that, you know, and that's something that I've even learned from my mentors too, is that balance is a tricky word. And I honestly don't know if it exists. There are different seasons in life that you're going to, you know, have a little bit more focus on one thing or the other. It's, I really like to call it like finding that sweet spot where you're not stressed out. And I like to say, instead of trying to find this elusive balance, really trying to find the joy and using joy as a compass. So if what you're doing is stressing you out, something's not right. Right you have to, to find a way of finding joy in that or, and not only just, okay, I need to ignore this feeling, but really understand why am I feeling stressed right now? What is causing this? Um, and not, and then once you pin pinpoint that, turning it around into, you know, finding a way of, of having joy in whatever it is that you're doing, um, if you know you're working a business and you're feeling guilty that you're not with the kids then you're stressed out like why am i feeling like this and then of course time management and all of that comes into play as well but usually this the whole balance idea is because if you're if you're feeling out of balance it's because you're actually stressed out and why are you stressed out is it because you know you're not making enough as much money as you need to what can you do to change that and why are you feeling like this and so that's kind of like what my advice is to really find the joy if if you are stressed out somehow um, instead of just you know looking for that balance that is kind of maybe non existent um, just really focusing on being present with what you 're doing because that will make sure that you are you know, enjoying the things that you're doing too. Because when you're doing something and thinking about something else, that's when you get stressed out because you can't focus, right? Um, whereas if you're being intentional and present with what you're doing and and uh, not giving into to distractions and, and all of that, like, you know, when, when you're with your kids, be fully with your kids and vice versa, then things are going to be flow a lot better and you're going to be more productive as well. So really finding that joy and that sweet spot.
0: Yeah, being present is really one I need to work on too I think that whenever we're doing something and we're thinking about the future or what else we should be doing then there's no point even doing the thing right. we're not fully focusing on it and it okay. probably won't be done very well right so right totally agree with that are there other like common mistakes that you see mom printers make or that you made that you that could really help um you know a mom who is starting a business avoid
1: well so I think something that's really really common and it's part of the journey really and that's something that I have learned to accept is that sometimes we get really frustrated with where we're at and we forget that the reason why we're here is because of the choices that we've made so instead of being frustrated with where you're at be grateful for where you're at find the positive with where you're at um be proud of where you're at you know find the things that you have done right instead of focusing on the things that are wrong and then that will open up the way for you to be able to change the things that you want to change. So it's really taking away that stress and that frustration with the place that you're at. Um, And again, that's a lot of inner work because sometimes it's like, oh, I'm not growing my business. So I need to go, you know, take a marketing course or I need to do Facebook ads or this and this and that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But so many times we look for quick fixes and this goes for health. This goes for anything. It's just, you know, how society is nowadays we have this this need for instant gratification when everything in life has seasons and things just take time and just really accepting that you are where you are right now for a reason and if you don't like it for some reason then you can start taking steps to change that but if you are just constantly miserable that's not going to get you to a better place you know
0: Yep, totally agree. The inner work is definitely something we shouldn't skip. And I think a lot of us kind of are just looking for, like you said, like the course or whatever it is, the coach, um, obviously, Mm -hmm. it's helpful. But if you don't do the inner work, then, you know, it's not really good change. So totally agree. What about self sabotage? I know this is a big one. Um, You probably see this a lot, especially with entrepreneurs. Um, But why do we self sabotage?
1: So self-sabotage is just so like such a crazy concept to even think about because it really is something we don't realize that we're doing. And it's so contradictory because it's literally, you want something so bad that you do everything in your power against it, which makes absolutely no sense. And that's why we don't even realize that we're doing most of the times. And it's just really a very secret thing. Because again, we're not willing to admit that we're doing that. So we don't know that it's going on and ignoring it doesn't make it go away. (laughs) And so that's a huge part of, of the process that I have gone through with my certification and now helping my clients do is really pinpoint the ways that you are really getting in your own way. And so many times, again, like we're we, I just said, you know, oh, let's, let's do this course. And that's going to solve all of my problems. And it's like, no, you have to, to look for a bigger shift and it starts within you. And it starts with things that you have held onto for years, things that you don't even know are there. And this actually usually goes back to your childhood, to your role models that you've had growing up, whether they were good or bad, quote unquote, because everyone's definition is different, but. It's, it's things that we don't really think that have affected us or that we don't even think that we do. We don't realize that we do, or even if we do realize that we do right now, we don't think that that's actually causing, you know, the negative things in our lives. Like, for example, one of the things that I've learned so much this year that has been huge for me is, is, is realizing when I'm being jealous, when I'm being so competitive, that I am so focused on somebody else's success and why I'm not successful, instead of being happy for them and understanding that if they have achieved that, I have all of, you know, of the opportunities to achieve that as well in my own way, of course. And just understanding that and being able to be more aware of when I have those feelings and turning them around has been a huge game changer. Like I have been feeling a lot more joy in my business and in my life, um, because I realized that I had this inclination and these tendencies and I know lots of women do too. And then we, we wonder, you know, why, why am I not moving forward? This is crazy. Like, I, I know I am capable and then it's because you have these hidden things that maybe you don't think are that big of a deal or you don't really realize that you do like being envious of somebody else, of somebody else's success. And I, a lot of it has to do with, again, technology and the internet and seeing people's highlight reels, you know, and you're constantly comparing yourselves and it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it makes it really hard for you to get out of that. And we don't even realize that we're doing it and we waste so much time and so much of our energy because we're just comparing ourselves to others. And that could be something just because of, you know, right now and just the generation that we're living in, or it could go back to your past. Maybe, you know, you've had, a. Uh, not so great relationship with your mom, or maybe you haven't had a great relationship with your sister and with the other women in your life. And this has, you've been carrying this through years and years and years. And now you f- find yourself going through these same patterns and then, you know, going around in circles and you don't realize what's stopping you. And really what's stopping you is you. So this is self-sabotage.
0: Yeah, this is a big one. And I think that it's also just a mechanism, uh, like a protection, mechanism oh yeah uh, because our ego wants us to stay safe so don't do the big scary thing that's gonna Mm -hmm. you know be life-changing but it's scary and we might get hurt etc so it does serve us in keeping us safe but yeah the bigger picture it doesn't serve us so totally yeah i think that it's really easy to get caught up in that in that vicious circle Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: um there's actually a really good book i don't know if you read it the big leap it talks about that the glass ceiling and everything
1: it's it's in my list. I have a friend that's yeah. reading it, and she's like, you have to read this, so it's definitely on my list.
0: Yeah, it really – it does a really good job at explaining this and, mm-hmm. like, why we stop and why we have a certain threshold of success. Like, some people will get to a certain point, and then they'll either, like, lose all their money or they'll maybe get a divorce or they, like, sabotage relationships or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's a really good book. I highly recommend it to anybody who's interested in that. But otherwise um, – you kind of mentioned about, you know, being aware, and I think this is also something that I've been working on, and it's become a lot more automatic and easier once you kind of do it every day. Like you were Mm -hmm. talking about the highlight reel for me too. I used to like compare and I'd be like, oh, they're always traveling, like lucky them. And now I'm kind of like, oh, that's awesome. I can Mm -hmm. totally do that. They're living an amazing life, blah, blah. So I think it's, you know, practice for sure. But how do you teach women to eliminate self-sabotage? Like how do you catch yourself in it's so like
1: techniques. yeah so first it it really is looking identifying it right so first you have to identify it because so many times we talk about oh you have you just have to stay positive you just have to stay positive but it's really hard to stay positive all of the time if you don't acknowledge the negative the negative is going to be there and that's one of the things that um i've been talking a lot about lately too is understanding that there are going to be lows regardless of how aware you are how confident you are how you know much you've grown with all this inner work, you have to understand there are going to be seasons where you're going to feel a little bit down and those seasons are there for a reason um, for you to grow, for you to take a step back, for you to rest, for you to learn. Um, And so really uh, this awareness comes from understanding all of those things. And what we do in terms of the self-sabotage is looking at different secret saboteurs. So there are different secret saboteurs, um, judgment, criticism, uh, beliefs, stories. We look at all of these in different areas of your life. So it's amazing the things that you know, we have going on that we ha- have no idea, especially when we look into the female role-, role models that we've had growing up. And when you think about people and their secret saboteurs that you know, identify on them, and then you're like, oh shoot, this is what I've been doing. I hadn't even realized because it's easier to pinpoint things in others. You know, like if you think about what's your mom's personality like, that's so easy for you to describe, (laughs) you know, um, or, you know, somebody that you're close to. So we really do that comparison by looking at different areas. Like, uh, so looking at those secret saboteurs, the, the judgments, the beliefs, the stories, In different areas like relationships, like money, uh, you know, what what were your thoughts growing up on money? What were you taught? What did your parents say? Were they always afraid of spending money or things like that? And then you you realize, wow, my relationship with money sucks. And this is why. Okay, how can I change that? So the first thing is really identifying all of that. And it's a very intricate process because it's different saboteurs and different areas. So it's a lot of material there. And then once you identify all these. Things, then you go into this process of identifying your passions. And that kind of goes into things that you have been passed down by other people. Maybe you were inspired by them. Uh, And some stuff, it's just you were born with that desire for some reason. um, And, you know, uh, really attracted to something for some reason. And then once you realize what's stopping you, what you really want, we go into a process of figuring out action steps and goals within those things okay so now I know why I am not advancing in this area what do I really want to accomplish in this area and then creating tasks and goals for yourself so that you can get out of where you are and go into where you want to be
0: I love it so where can we find you Marta and what are you up to in the new year
1: Okay. So I have so many projects going on. Um, I am working on, uh, I'm going to be in different summits, like virtual summits, um, and doing lots and lots of collaborations. So that's something that, you know, with the whole thing that I realized about the comparison, a great way to break that is to celebrate other women by collaborating with them, not just being like, "Oh, great for you, but actually connecting with other women and collaborating, even if they're in the same niche as you or whatever. Um, really doing collaborations, trades, whatever it is. And so that's, that's my, my whole thing for 2019 is gaining more visibility by celebrating other women and vice versa. So being on more podcasts and doing summits and uh, just different kinds of exchanges. Uh, And so you can find me on my podcast. It's called mom does it all. And I have great uh, mom guests talking about their business and their experiences. Uh, I also have a a community called mom does it all community for moms. And and I have uh, women that are not moms in there too. Because sometimes girls are not are not uh, they're not moms yet, but they're thinking into being moms and then I identify with this message. This really goes for anybody. I mean, it goes for men too. Men self sabotage too. Um, but since my community is focused, focused on me, I, I had to pick a community, and this is what I'm focusing on. But I, anyone is welcome, even if you're not a mom. Um, and I have my website martisberg.coach, um, and you can find me on Instagram as Mom Does It All as well.
0: Amazing. Well, be sure to put those all in the show notes. Super exciting. I totally agree with the collaboration. I definitely am looking to do more of that as well. And it just feels so good. It does. So, yeah, I'm excited for you. Thank you so much for jumping on. I had an amazing chat. And thank thanks you. Again.
1: Thank you. This was great. I loved it. Thank you.